I've reported other people's stories for a long time, confronting people in power. But behind this broadcast voice, I've hidden my greatest secret. I was in an abusive marriage. It lasted a year, but it changed my life. Part of me always blamed myself for what happened, and I've lived with the shame. So many of us live like this. It's time we change that. I'm Anna Maria Tremonti. Welcome to Paradise is my story. Available now on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hi, I'm Jamie Poisson. Late Tuesday afternoon, just hours after the jury had been selected in Wilmington, Delaware, in the Dominion voting versus Fox News defamation trial, and as lawyers were preparing to give their opening statements, a very abrupt end to it all. A $787.5 million settlement was reached, one of the largest defamation settlements in U.S. history. Here's one of Dominion's lawyers talking after the announcement. The truth matters. Lies have consequences. Today's settlement represents vindication and accountability. Dominion, as you'll likely remember, is a Canadian-founded company that provided some electronic voting systems used in the 2020 U.S. election. And in the lawsuit they had filed, the company alleged Fox and some of its loudest voices pushed Donald Trump's big lie that the 2020 U.S. election was stolen, in part by saying the voting systems themselves were rigged. The settlement means that some of the highest profile figures of the corporation won't be taking the stand. Think Tucker Carlson, Rupert Murdoch, Maria Bartiromo. But a huge cache of documents already released through filings had given us this window into how Fox News works, what its stars like Carlson really think about Trump, the election, and more. Today, my colleague Alex Panetta is here to talk about all of this. Alex, hey. How's it going? Good. Thanks very much for uh, joining me at this late hour. This was really shocking to me. I don't know about you. Uh, Everyone had gathered in the courtroom on Tuesday. I I saw the lawyers literally had microphones clipped to their jacket lapels for their opening statements. And we thought the trial was about to begin. And then what happens? Take me through it. Oh, yeah. Everyone was set to go. It was going to be the media trial of the century. It wasn't even the media trial of the day. It didn't <laughs> uh, didn't last one full day. Uh, uh, didn't even get underway, as a matter of fact. Uh, the, uh, the settlement uh, is for, as you stated, $787.5 million. It's uh, not the largest defamation settlement in U.S. history. Alex Jones, a conspiracy theorist, uh, Uh, was uh, told to pay more than a billion dollars. Lawyers for the families of Sandy Hook victims showing how just hours after the massacre that left 20 first graders and six staffers dead, the InfoWars host claimed it was all a hoax and the grieving parents, actors, Jones mocking them on his show. In this case, I think there's a good chance Fox News uh, will actually pay the money um, and that the recipient or the plaintiff will actually get it. the plaintiff, Dominion Voting Systems, also gets uh, uh, a sort of apology or a statement from Fox uh, admitting that they said uh, factually untrue things about the company. 
uh, and um, uh, Fox uh, basically moves on uh, to fight probably additional uh, legal cases. Yeah, and let's talk about that a little bit more um, in a bit, but, but I want to get go over with you how we got here to this uh, extraordinary moment today. And so take me back to the 2020 election. What was Fox saying on air about uh, the election at the time, but specifically about Dominion? Let's go back to election night, uh, November 3rd, 2020. Uh, Fox News declares, it's the first network, as a matter of fact, to declare that Donald Trump had lost Arizona. Um, Arizona, are you 100% sure of that call and when you made it and why did you make it? Absolutely. We've made it after basically a half hour of debating. Is it time yet? Because it's it's been clear for a while. I'm sorry. The president is not going to be able to take over and win enough votes to eliminate that seven point lead that the former vice president has. Uh, Joe Biden had won and it was extremely close, actually so close that it might have been a mistake to call it in the first place because because they were like within a few thousand votes could have gone either way. But it turned out they were right. And this set off an incandescent rage within Donald Trump's entourage. The White House was livid. At Fox News. They saw it as a betrayal. And the reason for that is their entire election lie was predicated on Trump's uh, veneer of inevitability. Had Trump won Arizona, he then had leads in Michigan and Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. You'll recall that it was the you know, mail-in ballots that took mm-hmm. Joe Biden over the finish line. And those took a, f- a few days to tabulate. Trump would have basically said, I won. It's over. And it would have uh, uh, created some momentum. I'm not sure how far that would have gotten because it, it's not likely to carry uh, weight in court. But that was the plan. And they were mad at Fox for for having uh, sacrificed that plan. And over time, uh, Republicans became livid at Fox News. I, I covered a um, uh, a Trump event, uh, a rally a few weeks later in Georgia because there was this Georgia Senate runoff. And people were heckling and booing the Fox reporters. Uh, people were lining up for pictures with the uh, uh, figures with these more fringe uh, right-wing outlets. Mm-hmm, uh, people mm-hmm. were chanting, right side broadcast network into the media pen. That is Rupert Murdoch's greatest nightmare. And then take me through how Dominion becomes co- kind of the ground zero here, like one of the ground zeros in this whole saga. Yeah, I mean, so Fox News and a lot of outlets said a lot of things. I mean, Tucker Carlson referred to dead people uh, voting, which he got from the Trump campaign, a tip he got. And no one quite embodies that story like James Blaylock of Covington, Georgia. Mr. Blaylock was a mailman for 33 years until he passed away in 2006. 14 years later, according to state records, he was still mailing things. James Blaylock cast a ballot in last week's election. But it turned out to be wrong. It was inaccurate. And, and, and Carlson actually apologized on the air for that. We've got some good news tonight and an apology. One of the people who voted in last week's election isn't dead. Now, James Blaylock is still dead. We told you about him. But it was his wife who voted. She voted as Mrs. James Blaylock. It's old-fashioned, and we missed it. But some Fox News personalities, in particular, Maria Bartiromo, Lou Dobbs, uh, Janine Pirro, uh, basically bought lock, stock, and barrel, the wildest, craziest conspiracy theories involving Dominion voting systems. They were connected to, um, you know, the the former or the current uh, Chavez regime uh, of Venezuela, uh, now mm-hmm. led by Nicolas Maduro. Claims debunked by the company's founder. Found. We were founded in Toronto, which is where my family was from, and, and there was nothing to do with Venezuela. And, and 
there were no apologies. There were no attempts to uh, air countervailing views. And especially relevant are the private conversations within the Fox News world where you had senior figures at the network, including Rupert Murdoch, including uh, other executives, uh, Tucker Cross and Laura Ingram, referring to uh, the people peddling this stuff, Sidney Powell, uh, Rudolph Giuliani, as crazy. And so, and just to be clear here, like when we're talking about these private messages, these are messages that we've seen in recent months only because of this lawsuit, right? Because they were part of filings in this lawsuit. It sort of gave us a window into the inner workings of Fox. So if on air you have, you know, Janine Pirro interviewing lawyer Sidney Powell and Powell is talking about uh, how it was created for the express purpose of being able to alter votes and secure the reelection of Hugo Chavez. And it is one huge, huge criminal conspiracy that should be investigated by military intelligence for its national security implications. Yes, and, and, it, and the, uh, hopefully the Department of Justice, but, but who knows anymore. Sydney Powell. Inside Fox, there was lots of pushback behind the scenes. And, like, tell me about what we've learned about that. Yeah, from these filings, we've seen that Rupert Murdoch referred to Rudy Giuliani's conspiracy mongering as stupid, damaging, terrible. Um, we learned that Fox News has an internal research department called the Brain Room. Uh, and it just basically, you know, provides its reporters and staff with facts. And it called the claims about Dominion machines unfounded or 100% false. Uh, Tucker Carlson uh, called Sidney Powell crazy, uh, yeah. cruel and reckless for her shocking, what he, he called them, shocking election lies, which he said gave Trump supporters false hope that he might remain in office. Uh, Laura Ingram called Sidney Powell uh, a complete nut uh, for these conspiracy theories. Uh, but the network warned its staff, and this we've seen in the filings, don't say these things on the air. Don't mm-hmm. insult the audience. You know, you talked before about uh, the reaction from the Republicans to, you know, Fox News's decision to kind of call the election for Biden. But talk to me more about the viewers and how they were reacting to the story and how how it you know, talk to me more about the viewers. They were starting to to leave. They were looking for alternatives. They they wanted to hear these lies. They were desperate to hear them. And they moved on to places like Right Side Broadcasting Network and One America News and Newsmax. And we know that the people at Fox News were panicked about this. They were way more worried about this than about offending or getting sued by Dominion Voting Systems. Um, and Tucker Carlson refers at one point in an email to uh, the share price, the stock price of the Fox Corporation dropping. Mm -hmm. And he's right. Mm -hmm. Uh, At one point in in response to a Trump tweet, Trump had tweeted that he was was fed up with Fox and that he was moving on to Newsmax. Uh, That day, uh, Fox News' share price or Fox Corporation's share price fell 6%. And it it ultimately recovered. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's what Fox News is worried about, about being supplanted in a multi-billion dollar business permanently by upstart competitors. And, you know, it, it made me think of an anecdote uh, about Rupert Murdoch, you know, 50 years ago, exactly 50 years ago this year, he bought his first U.S. newspaper uh, in San Antonio, uh, Texas. And he espoused this simple credo that would make him a world-shaping media baron. He said, we're not here to pass ourselves off as intellectuals. He said, we're here to give the public what they want. 
He gave them crime at this newspaper, sensationalism, and it's been his mantra ever since. I mean, his managing editor at that newspaper uh, was famous for saying, this isn't journalism, this is showbiz. Now, you got to give the people what they want. And, 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 you know, 50 years later, Fox News is now paying a massive, massive penalty for giving its people exactly what they wanted. Right. It's, it's kind of like the, the extension of the strategy that he's employed for five decades. And as you said earlier, he called Giuliani's uh, conspiracy mongering about the machine stupid and damaging and terrible. And yet we have no evidence that he ever intervened or, or tried to stop uh, what was happening on the air on the airwaves. Hi, I'm Willa Paskin, the host of Decoder Ring, Slate's podcast about cracking cultural mysteries. On Decoder Ring, we dive down rabbit holes and obsessively explore questions hiding in plain sight. Like, why has slow dancing gone out of style? And when did we all become obsessed with hydration? And where did the word mullet, you know, to describe a hairstyle, come from? That's Decoder Ring, named one of the best podcasts of 2023 by The New York Times. Listen to new episodes every two weeks and make sure to follow us so you never miss one. I, I want to talk about the bar that Dominion would have had to have met here if they were going to win the case in court, because defamation is a hard thing to, it's hard to win a defamation case, uh, uh, particularly in the U.S., right? And and so what would they have had to have proven? I, I know you've been writing about a much older case that was quite central Uh to, to that question here and, and take me through that case connected to Martin Luther King Jr. and why it was so important here. Well, yeah, I wound up junking my story because of the settlement. But what I was working on <laughs> during the day was <laughs> a piece about how Fox News was going to wrap itself in a defense that dates back to Martin Luther King uh, and a case involving or connected to Martin Luther King. Uh, 1960, New York Times runs an ad, uh, page 25. Uh, seeking donations for Martin Luther King's uh, defense fund. You know, he's up to his ears in, in, in legal threats. And uh, and, and uh, uh, friends of Martin Luther King place this ad in the Times, and it contains some factual errors. They say some things about the Alabama police that didn't happen, and that a civic official in Montgomery, Alabama, sues the New York Times for $500,000, which is a huge sum back then, right? Mm-hmm. And he wins. But the case gets kicked up to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court ultimately sides with the Times and creates the modern bar uh, for a libel case, which is to prove malice. It says if you allow people to sue news organizations for libel over innocent errors, things that they're not aware of, well, you're going to be able to harass and sue the free press into oblivion. It's the end of a free press in, in the United States if, if, if the bar is set too low. So they set the bar a little higher at at intentional malice at, at intentionally telling lies at failing to try to find the truth. And what Dominion was going to attempt to prove in this case was that Fox News's emails that, you know, them talking about the share price and not antagonizing their, their listeners and talking about how crazy Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani uh, were. Well, that, that proves that Fox News was mm-hmm. being malicious here. Mm-hmm. Fox News would have defended itself by saying, uh, you don't have emails proving that, uh, 
um, Maria Bartiromo. Sydney, we talked about the Dominion software. I know that there were voting irregularities. Or Lou Dobbs. We have tremendous evidence already but we, uh, of fraud in this election. Didn't believe what they were saying. You have emails proving that some other people in the network thought that they were nutty. Uh, so they would have then said, you know, there's no malice on the part of the people who were most ardently pushing this stuff on the air. Right. That those people actually believed the big lie. But I guess the implication here is that Fox believed that the case that Dominion was making was strong enough because because they settled or that it was a real uh, dice roll to go to a jury with it. Or or maybe they just 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 didn't want to drag all of this uh, in, into the public square even more than it already has been. Like, wh- you know, why do you think they ultimately ended up settling here? Yeah, I don't know. One of two possibilities, what you just mentioned, which is, you know, uh, thinking that Dominion might actually win this massive uh, uh, sum, which, you know, I'd heard people very skeptical Dominion was going to get the money it was asking for because. Yeah, uh, which was company, $1.6 by the way, just for our listeners. So $1.6 Yeah, yeah. Almost half. So it got almost half. So $1.6 billion. The company was only worth $80 million when it was sold five years ago. So Fox was also going to claim. So A, it was going to claim this wasn't malicious. The people who said this stuff on the air believed it. But the second thing it was going to claim was Dominion was only worth at most a couple hundred million. So why would it be entitled to $1.6 billion? So ultimately, it decided that it either was going to lose a, a tremendous amount of money. But the other factor, I think, that might have pushed it toward a settlement is the the, the damaging uh, scenes and sound bites that would have emerged from a trial. You would have had Tucker Carlson, like you said, Tucker Carlson and, and Laura Ingram and, and Rupert Murdoch being forced to testify, being asked a bunch of questions that could be later used to undermine the credibility of the network in a way that the recent print news stories and radio news stories haven't, that the actual mm-hmm. scenes of these personalities on the witness stand would have been devastating and you know worth you know the $787 million payout. $187 million payout. I know you mentioned earlier Fox is worth more than this, but that's a lot of money. And so, you know, what could it mean for the future of Fox? Like, is it is it enough to hurt its operations? Like, will it affect Fox's coverage going forward, do you think? So my knee-jerk reaction is to say, no, it doesn't affect anything. $787 million is approximately 4% of the annual revenues of the of Fox's parent corporation. Fox News is the uh, is the crown jewel in, in its holdings. You know, 4%. Uh, we've already discussed how the share price could be, you know, could fluctuate more greatly based on a Trump tweet than, mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. as a result of this suit. That said, um, Fox faces additional uh, legal threats. Another uh, voting machine company, Smartmatic, is, is, is suing it for $2.7 billion. Uh, the, the Dominion lawyers hinted at additional cases uh, after the settlement. So yeah, it could, these kinds of sums could start piling up. But the other thing I think that uh, that could uh, change at Fox is if there is another election like 2020, they might be more careful about what they say. They're not going to stop supporting Trump. They're not going to stop you know parroting his lies, but they might throw in a countervailing v- viewpoint uh, or you know, say these are Trump's allegations, which we haven't verified, or 
um, or they might just not air the craziest stuff. So I, I wouldn't expect major changes, but I would expect, uh, you know, just a slight modification to sort of the way some of this stuff gets handled in an effort to avoid a future $787 million payout. Right, because, I mean, Trump is running, or he says he's running in the next election. He has not let go of this big election lie. Like, he is still very much parroting it, and Fox has not dumped this guy at this time, right? No, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, we know Rupert Murdoch kind of wanted to be rid of Trump based on these uh, court filings. We know that Tucker Carlson he called Trump demonic. Uh, said he couldn't wait to stop hearing about him. Uh, well, look who's on the airwaves just a few days ago. You don't mention, I call it the N-word. You have two N-words. You don't mention either one of them. The nuclear word you don't mention because the power is so destructive. I met- Donald Trump I was on Tucker Carlson's show. Tucker Carlson, you know, gave him a very soft interview, didn't push back on him at all. For a man who was caricatured as an extremist, We think you'll find what he has to say moderate, sensible, and wise. You know, what does that tell you? Is that uh, in 1973, Rupert Murdoch set up a business model in the United States saying the customer is always right and uh, the customer remains right. And that no matter how much they might secretly uh, loathe him or think he's a buffoon or want to be rid of him, they can't quit him because their audience can't quit him. Yeah. I, uh, you know, listening to you say that, I I just want to pull up one quote that came from that huge cache of documents um, from uh, Dana Perino, a Fox host, and she wrote it to a friend in November 2020. This day of reckoning was going to come at some point where the embrace of Trump became an albatross we can't shake right away, if ever. It feels pretty relevant uh, to the conversation that we're having right now. You know, final question, Alex, uh, if we could just zoom out a little bit here. Um Do you think that this settlement will do anything to undo the millions of people who believe the big lie? Uh, Like, is it is it going to change the damage that has been done? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I I, I could see this being a stain on the company. Uh, People will refer to it repeatedly for the rest of history uh, when criticizing Fox. But, you know, one thing we encountered uh, in 2020 was, and Fox encountered, frankly, was the realization that this wasn't just a supply issue. It wasn't a question of what news outlets were putting into the market. It's also a demand issue that that there's a market for um, the wildest stuff and that it's not going away. And... uh, yeah, I don't I don't see that changing as a result of this. As a matter of fact, you might even have people uh, uh, using it as proof of this vast conspiracy against Trump mm-hmm. and Fox. They're trying to silence it. So, you know, count me as skeptical that anything significant is going to change. OK, uh, Alex Panetta, thank you very much. Thank you. Before we go today, I think it's worth us saying that one of the Dominion lawyers said Tuesday that they weren't quite done here. Dominion also has pending defamation lawsuits related to false claims about the 2020 election against Newsmax Media, One America News Network, former Trump lawyer Rudy Giuliani, the attorney Sidney Powell, and others. All right, that is all for today. I'm Jamie Poisson. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.